Salty Static Podcast. Episode number 31, season fucking two. We're big time, okay? We hit our one-year anniversary on the 26th of July, so this becomes season number two. So I guess we were able to knock out 30 episodes in one year, and we'll work on that this year. But yeah, so season two, episode 31 is brought to you by Subsafe. I used to work for these guys. It's an amazing brand. They were on Shark Tank. They got picked up by Mark Cuban and Charles Barkley. Um, it's a killer, killer product. It's basically for your cooler or your boat or your boat, your cooler in your boat. Basically, it is a tube that unscrews in the middle and you put your sandwich in there. You put your food in there, your sub, your pub sub. Uh, Adam and Desiree created this thing. Because Adam and her used to go out fishing and by, you know, lunchtime, they'd be like, oh, I'm starving. I want to eat that delicious pub sub. And then you reach your hand in there and you've got it in your Ziploc bag or whatever you have it in. And it's soggy as shit. Disgusting. You're like, ah, maybe I'll just eat the meat. So basically, SubSafe keeps your sub safe in your cooler, keeps it, you know, safe from any water or anything getting in there and making it nasty. Um so it's BPA free, dishwasher safe, waterproof, crushable, and floats. Uh, so if you want to put your keys in it, I'll say you don't have a sandwich, you're just going on a, a trip like a floating down the river or something. You can put your phone in there, your wallet, your keys, anything you want, any kind of electronics that'll fit in there because it floats and it's completely watertight. So check out their Instagram, Subsafe Co. S-U-B-S-A-F-E-C-O. And check out their website thesubsafe.com there's a voucher there too uh, redeemable if you type in at checkout salty static they will give you a percentage off this episode is also brought to you by logic tetra blend coffee my friend melissa brown you can check her out on instagram send her a direct message and if you're interested so this stuff is no gmo bpa free 15 calories the benefits are helps your mood, your focus, your memory, healthy brain aging, and it has collagen in it. So you'll become pretty. Are you tired of being dumb and ugly like me? Drink logic, Tetra blend coffee. I'm on day four of drinking it and I feel pretty good. And I even drank Friday night. So I still feel pretty good. Uh, last but not least, Salty Static Podcast is brought to you by Saltwater Hippie Beach Bar and clothing brand, apparel line, if you will. Uh, they're located on 15042 Madeira Way in Madeira Beach, Florida. Swing in there, get you a drink, buy a shirt, get a hat, maybe get a sticker. Um, yeah, so the bar, best prices in town, live music seven days a week. Uh, I think they open at noonish or one maybe now because of all the craziness going on with COVID. They're also, I'm pretty sure, they're under the restaurant kind of umbrella so uh, they're still open, but they're only at like whatever restaurants are at 50% capacity, maybe 25. Basically, if there's a chair in the place, you can sit down and pound drinks. You can't order from the bar, though. The bartenders will come to you. But yeah, you know, they're trying their best to keep everybody safe. And um, like I said, live music, amazing drink specials. And then when you're drunk, you can go shop next door. It's perfect. Check it out. Saltwater Hippie. D-O-T is the uh, handle for Instagram and saltwaterhippie.com is the website. So this week's episode, we 
talked about some serious shit, kind of. Mental health. We uh, had a conversation with Jessica Lombardo, who's a licensed mental health counselor. And it was interesting. You know, we, we had some laughs. It was good. wasn't anything too, too serious. But, you know, we touched on some weird subjects. I opened up a little bit about my dad dying. Random thoughts that I have about relationships. Rob opened up a little bit. And Jimmy fucking stayed as closed as a clam. It, I don't know. We got to talk with him, I think. I think there's something there. We might need to work with it. He stayed very quiet this episode. But anyways, yeah. Check her out. Enjoy. None of us is working. We've never had it so hard. So please don't burn our shit hose down. Or we'll have to shit in the yard. Welcome to the Salty Static Podcast. Well, I've been in town for 30 years, and every summer you goddamn renters come down here, and you think you can take over the whole town? Well, you can't. Why don't you get a job, Spicoli? All I need is some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Thank you. So, this is it. We're here. Uh, Salty Static, episode 31. We have Jessica Lombardo. Hi. Licensed mental health counselor. You got it. Yes. It's funny, my mom's a licensed massage therapist. Different. <clears throat> yeah, and I was I was doing a little intro for you on the Instagram, and I had to do it, redo it again. I usually don't redo it because I'm like, oh, the fuck-ups are funny. Yeah. But I was like, licensed massage? Th- no, no, I just sound ridiculous. It's funny because <laughs> most of the time I, I don't say the whole thing. I'll right. just say, oh, I'm a therapist, and people assume I mean massage therapist. Oh, really? It's like, oh, where do you do massages? And I'm like, no, 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 no. That yeah. would be highly unethical <laughs> mental health therapist mm-hmm. talk. I don't touch. <laughs> That's a, a massage therapist is equivalent of a dentist in the like to uh, mental uh, mental uh, you know mental therapist. Is Take like it easy. I literally just said That's my mom's mom. a massage therapist. <laughs> Don is a massage therapist. I know. Therapist. That's why I said that. Damn it. Don't care. I think it's funny. Do you think it's because you look so young? Because you you look young like uh, like I would expect a uh, a mental health therapist to be I like older so, seasoned. Yeah. I guess, you know. I think that there's a. Usually there's an image people get when sure. they think of a mental health therapist, right. and I'm definitely and not, it. not it. Exactly. That's exactly what I was getting at. So maybe that's why people's first thought goes there. Yeah, got to be a massage it's inappropriate. therapist. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before we go any further, so we've got Rob with us, Jimmy, and obviously Hi. Jessica. Um, so do you have like a couch? I do, but not what you're picturing. That's like okay. psychiatrist, more, okay. right? Is it the similar lines? What's probably what's the psychologist, psychologist more? Um, Which but... one gives medicine or gives that's what pills? I want. That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> Which one can <laughs> all the pills? Which one can prescribe? Psychiatrist. Okay, can you give me oxy for okay. my back? <laughs> <laughs> Even <laughs> then, a psychiatrist <laughs> would not be giving you oxy. <laughs> They'd be referring you out. <laughs> Okay, so go ahead. Mentally, my back hurts. (laughs) Yeah, mentally, my back is fucked. Um, A psychiatrist gives medication. They're the ones who would prescribe medication. Um, I'm the talk therapist. Okay. So my couch is there not necessarily to lie down unless somebody really wants to lie down. It's just to sit and be comfortable. Right. Um, so that's, I think that part of the reason I went into private practice was because I 
well, there was a myriad of reasons, but I hated how clinical some of the settings were that I had to work in where mm. it was uncomfortable chairs, weird lighting. So when I was like, okay, it's got to be better than this. Right. Like, I would hate coming somewhere yeah. like this. Where it's like, okay, I got to find the comfiest couch, nice lighting, coffee, water, tea. You know what right. I mean? So it's, it's more like a living room, okay. if you would imagine. Rather than like a panel interview where you've right. got like five... <laughs> chiefs in front of you and there's nothing in front of you sitting like in a chair just keeping notes yeah. and won't right. show you anything what do you think about how you feel you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> tell me how you think about what you think about that so there was the old setting more like uh, when you go to see your uh your like general practitioner how they just hook you up on the mat with the paper that slides out like, no, not like that but that just crazy? uncomfortable yeah. seating just like Just, a high school guidance counselor yes, or something? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. more along those lines for sure. So so I go to I actually go to a therapist right now. And, That's uh, what she asked me, if any of us did that. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I do, yeah. Um, and and his setting is very much like that. It's very much like a living room. There's, mm -hmm. uh, there's two chairs which kind of halfway face each other, and then there's a couch on the other side of the room. So... The first time that I went in, I just chose one of the chairs, and so every yeah. time I go back, that's where I sit. I've got my own chair in his office now. Mm -hmm. Except after the like the third time, I realized I didn't really like that setting very much because it makes me sit in a weird angle in order to face him to talk to him. Mm -hmm. But now I think it's too weird to move to the couch. <laughs> like it's too late. <laughs> I don't. I'll be uncomfortable. I'm get so, so now I can't get over it, and I just sit in this chair every time I go, even though I don't like it. Your therapist would be super interested awesome. in talking through that. I think. Like, why aren't you Why do you that think up? he's doing that? Though? What do you think? I mean, honestly, it'd, it'd be interesting to hear, you know, do you do you think that that means something about you? That if you want to move the chair, are you somehow like I totally do. An it's, ass? Yeah, I absolutely like, think so. It's probably just comfortable. You know what I mean? Like you, you kind of, like in school, I feel like I would always, science seats or not, you just sit at the same desk. Yeah. And right. if you move, it just feels because you've got your mind like this is fucking school this is where right, right. I sit in math class you know like and I think that might be well, but, but my, habit, my mind habits, my mind goes to exactly what you were saying like I don't I don't really know why I'd rather move to the couch and I don't really want to talk about it I don't want to have to explore it <laughs> but I'm worried that if I did move to the couch it would be a whole thing I mean spend an hour talking about why I'm sitting in the couch instead of the chair and well, like it just seems too late to move to the couch it's kind of I'd be interested to know if there are other areas of your life where you just kind of like grin and bear it when it'd be very easy to be a them. little bit more comfortable <laughs> uh, that's true. so that's Damn. probably where the conversation would go is okay let's go back 20 years <laughs> Every morning when I uh, wake up and look at the gun, I just grin and bear it. Fuck it, I'm doing another day. It's come. It's fucked. Well, Not I was going to say, the way we're set up now is the way we always do it. I don't know. And whenever I do stuff, like when he came in, he's he put his stuff there. And I'm like, that's kind. And in my mind, like that's where the guest goes. You know, like that's where Jimmy sits. Oh, yeah, we do. That. And this is what we call third chair. Yeah. Because third seat or third chair is either the Rob that, you know, is mm -hmm. the original Rob from the thing or it's. He's been on a lot of them. Yeah. Or it's, you know, just kind of a someone that we're buddies with. Like, I don't was Matt. Matt K was never third chair. He was fifth no, I just chair. He just hung like, out. He was yeah. just curious. Yeah. But it's just that setup to me. I'm used to it. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I'm comfortable with it. And I feel like things have been going good like this so far. Yeah. So I don't want to change it. Yeah. <laughs> but we've like, done. That's my whole outlook on it. it. It might even. What is that called? Superstition, maybe? Even I don't want to fucking tradition maybe. Yeah, because even at yeah. my house, in I think at 
Robin Terra's anywhere we've done them, we've sat like this. Same way. Like, yeah, I always do same. it like that. It's like yeah. I want you there. It's, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's because this is if this is third chair, and that's the guest. I don't know. Yeah, because then we're looking <clears> at each other, like even though you're. I don't know. It just. Works. I mean, I, was, I feel great right here. So okay, <laughs> that yeah. helps. Perfect. Well, I was gonna say that's you said uh, tradition. What's the what is the difference you think between superstition and tradition? Is well, there? Like one is you're scared, but I mean, still like a tradition. Yeah, uh, maybe you're scared to break the tradition. Yeah, uh, isn't know. a superstition based on like a belief that something negative, or I guess it could be positive, oh, yeah. will happen? Like it's it sets into motion something, right? Whether good or bad. Like no right. bananas on the sailboat or whatever. Yes, or, or any boat. No peanuts in the NASCAR. Right. Uh, Never bring bananas on a boat. I heard that one. It's bad sure. luck. I, don't, hey, I haven't heard the why, but I heard it. The girl that I brought on the boat the day we almost sank mm -hmm. brought a fucking banana. That's the and reason. And I was like, get the banana <laughs> off the boat right now. Yeah, it's absolutely the reason. <laughs> I need to listen to that episode. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I probably shouldn't listen to any of these. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's just, I don't know, it's weird. Superstitions and traditions and stuff like that, to me, they're super interesting because, like, they're all mental scenarios. They're all things that didn't exist right. until someone created it in their mind and was like, oh, this is a thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, I've heard like back in the day, you're supposed to pick up your feet when you go over train tracks. Have you ever done that or heard of that? No, I walk on train tracks. Well, I know. But when you're driving <laughs> no, over in, the car, in a though, car, yeah, they say that. pick your oh, feet up. Oh, no, I've yeah. never and heard you, that. And you hold your breath past a graveyard? No, I've heard, I, I, remember, oh, I, heard I never did it, but I've heard that. Yeah, but we always did that. No hats on the bed. Oh, yeah. I've heard, yeah. Because yeah. the devil lived in your cowboy. hair. And if you. I heard you'll never get married. And I, I used to always put my hat on the bed. I've and there's never my heard issue. That. You are. Yeah, you're Wait, not. are you guys from local originally? Yeah, we're all. No, Rob's from up north. I grew up in Wisconsin. No, no. A hat on a bed is a thing, though. Like, because even in. There's a show on Paramount Channel or whatever called Yellowstone. And he gets so good. Kevin Costner, that's fucking insane it's like mafia yeah in the mountains it's like sons of anarchy but for fucking ranchers yes <laughs> but anyway so they give this guy a new hat and they're like oh and he's all fired up and he puts the hat on the bed and the whole fucking thing goes no it's I bad never. luck to put a hat on a bed i was told that you'll never get married or you'll never be in a relationship if you put a hat on a bed we had um so my dad's from jamaica and he always had one where if you peel an orange you're not supposed to peel it in strips you try and peel the whole thing off so it kind of looks like oh, a corkscrew yeah. i've seen people do that and then when you drop it whatever the letter you see is like the letter of who you'll marry oh, so wow. they used to Fuck. like let's go get an orange <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyone have an orange <laughs> yeah. and he had another one where it was um another beer you tie a I don't know if this is a superstition or what this would fall under but if you tie a key on a string with a Bible and you're like trying to find out if somebody lies or not, if the key moves, they're lying, if it's of, straight. Really? I've heard of that. Yeah. Well, I've never That's heard a of that. witch trial. Right yeah. And see if you're lying. And I, <laughs> if I can't open this beer, you're lying. I've, I've seen the one where you, um, like if somebody's pregnant, you have her lie down and then you, you like hang a nail like over her belly and then like which way it spins mm -hmm. like dictates if it's a boy or a girl <laughs> really? yeah, i've heard like, if you're holding high it's a girl and if you're holding lower it's a boy oh yeah i've heard that 
I don't know that if that's one. a superstition. I feel like that's science. So <laughs> I'm fucking trying to fuck with it. Yeah. It might just be medicine, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so only one of y'all has been in therapy before. Oh, yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get into that. Yeah. That's oh, right. sorry. No, no, no. You're good. That's what I was I gonna say. We're getting sidetracked. No, I haven't. Go I haven't ahead. Been. I've I didn't know if you had. I've never been in therapy. Okay. I kinda. I don't have an issue with it whatsoever. I feel like I should do it, but I don't have insurance or money. So <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and that's the biggest problem, right? So this is my therapies at bar. It's usually, oh, well, it doesn't help, though. Is it, it effective? It yeah, not at all. Short term. <laughs> Short term. Sure. That's something, though, that's interesting is people always say, oh, you know, like, I don't know, maybe it's like a guy's guy thing to do. But, like, if you're not feeling good or you're depressed or you're sad or this or that happened, like, fucking hit the bottle, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've never been that way. I, my problem is, is I drink when things are good, like, to celebrate. Right. Problem is, is every Friday isn't a reason to celebrate. Right. But I'll drink on, you know, whenever I can. You drink to hang out with people and have yeah, a good it's time. Social. You don't, yeah, it's social. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll, I'll I'll drink at home like alone at home, but not when I'm like depressed. Like I don't. Yeah. Think, so if like I'm you know bummed, if I'm like I'm doing yard work shit. and I have a beer too, then I hang out on the porch and like mm-hmm. maybe have a couple of drinks and like smoke a cigarette or something. I go right. go inside and go to bed. But like I'm not. I don't get like the angry, drunk, like because I know I'm like that's. I could see that turning, you know, it just right. fuels the, the fire. Really. My thing is I get terrible hangovers, so I like mental hangovers mm-hmm. not physical like f- anxiety yeah terrible mm. like party depression oh my god so bad so i couldn't fucking imagine being sad in normal reality and then waking up the next day and being hung over too right like that would be too much so i if i'm bummed i won't drink yeah but it doesn't take much to celebrate that's the problem i think right <laughs> you right. know what i mean yeah <clears throat> i don't know so we were talking on the phone um, about, you asked me if anybody had been in therapy. He's been in therapy. Me and Jimmy haven't. Um, what do you think some of like the, uh, the criteria is for someone who should go talk to somebody? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, almost anybody should be able to talk to somebody. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so, I don't know, I've, I talk to my mom a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I'll tell her stuff. But there's shit that I'm not going to tell her. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the postpartum depression stuff, I'm not going to talk to her about. Right. You know, like, yeah. um, I don't know. It's. Just- I think that, like, kind of what you're explaining is a great reason to go to therapy because when you're going to a therapist, you're essentially paying to have this space that it's all yours and this person is a neutral person in your life. Mm-hmm. Your therapist <clears throat> isn't concerned necessarily, like, obviously for your well being, but if you talk about a decision you're gonna make in therapy and you say, okay, I'm gonna do this, and then a week later you come back to your session and you didn't do it, but you right. wanna talk about it, they're not gonna sit there and be like, what you the hell is wrong with shit. you? Or, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're not allowed back here anymore. Like, right. we're more interested in, you know, what what is the bigger picture happening in your life? Yeah. And what patterns of behavior are working for you and what patterns aren't necessarily working for you? Like there's usually some level of dissatisfaction that's pushing somebody to seek a therapist. Right. Whether it be addiction 
issues. Mm-hmm. You know, you could you could call addiction dissatisfaction and how beer is helping your depression at right. this point, you know, because at some point it's moved past helping. It's mm-hmm. now hurting you. Right. Um, if it's dissatisfaction in your relationship. OK, well, I've you know, I've tried talking to this person and I've asked my buddies and nothing I'm doing working. And so then it's like, OK, may as well try a therapist. Right. Um, and so that dissatisfaction factor, yeah. I would say, is like <clears throat> in layman's terms, like the easiest way I would summarize. OK, if you're just super dissatisfied in your job and you have no plans on quitting necessarily, but you want to find out, like, is this is this the right field for me? Did I maybe right. pick something and settle? And now I'd like to explore other options. It's a good space to just kind of talk that through without somebody freaking out over, well, how can we afford that? Right. Or are you crazy? You already got a degree in this. Or it's like, no, let's yeah. let's talk about it. Do you ever uh, have to deal with like grief counseling or anything like that? People who have yeah, lost somebody yeah. or like, man, that's, I mean, for me, that's like, uh, one of the reasons my ex-girlfriend works is a, I don't know what she is. She's a therapist or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like something. she does. I don't know. Massage? Damn it, man. Yeah. Massage therapist. No, 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 no. After hours. therapist. No, no, no. Extra money in the shoe. Her name's Candy and she works at Oz. Okay. So yes, that's who I talk to. Um, she charges $20 a song and she really helps me. She really helps. She really works me through Great stress relief. Yes. But um, no, but when, so when my dad died, he died in a motorcycle accident when I was 20, right, five days before I was 21. Mm-hmm. And like we talked on the phone earlier, yeah. we, uh, I mean, I had already, I mean, it was my 21st birthday. So I had booked Typhoon Lagoon to go surf it with my friends. And we had, um, you know, it was a Wednesday when he died and it was Saturday night when we had booked it for. So like Wednesday morning, um, I get the call. Right. that, you know, my uncle calls me and he always calls me, he used to always call me Dirtball. Always. It's yeah. always been my name. I used please to have dirty fingernails. Please say you said Dirtball before he, <laughs> what? Before what? he told you about oh, your dad. No. Did he call you Dirtball? No, 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 no. Well, that's the, no, he called me Dirtball for always. I've never heard him say Dustin oh, in my okay. life. I was like, fuck. So when I woke ball. up, he wasn't like, dirt hey, got Dirtball. Got some bad news, no. buddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trying no. to soften. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Dirtball. Well, I could see him. For some oh, yeah. Reason, he, like... they, they know my uncle, so yeah. we call Not him Uncle really, Marley. Though. He's oh. sweet. but yeah. He's a good guy. But anyway, so he's like, hey, Dustin. And I'm like, it says Uncle Herb on my flip phone. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the f-? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know, uh, he's like, your dad was in a motorcycle accident last night. And I'm like, okay. And I've gotten that call, honestly, probably seven times. Wow. And I'm like, is he okay? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, is he alive? And he's like, no. Wow. And I was like, well, let me call you back. And I didn't even, it was the weirdest like scenario ever because I didn't even know how to react. I was kind of hungover, I think, from yeah. the night before, to yeah. be honest with you. And I was like, man, uh, this is fucking weird. So I like did everything you'd see someone do in mm-hmm. a movie, right? I'm 20 years old, I'm about to be 21. So I go into my bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I splash water on my face. Yeah. That's what you see in movies when yeah. people have to deal with something like, oh, what is this? And everything felt fake. Mm-hmm. Like totally fake. Mm-hmm. Like I was like. Like out of body. Yeah. And I remember yeah. being like, why are you, sp- you've never 
splashed water on your face in your entire life. Yeah. Like I take showers. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I've never gone into my sink yeah. in my bathroom and gone, oh, let me run some water. You know, and splash it on my there's face. There's actually a term for Do you for shave that? your head? I, almost. Yeah, that's a lot of paint. You paint the house or something. No, <laughs> yeah. seriously. It's People called paint grounding what you were doing, like unintentionally. Mm-hmm. When you splash water on your face or some people will count or they'll like start to tell themselves different things in the room or different, like, what can I see? What do I hear? I feel the fans. That's grounding. So when you're feeling like super overwhelmed or out of body, Mm -hmm. it's a way and try to pull yourself back into your body. So you probably didn't even realize that, but that's why they show it on movies. Because when people are like overwhelmed, they're trying to like, okay, I'm buffering. Let me get back to reality right now. Damn, that's crazy. Dustin, yeah. did you do you think that you was that like a uh, just a, like a really genuine like visceral reaction, or were you uh, like emulating things that you saw in movies I because you didn't know what I else to do? I genuinely think I was like emulating things in movies because right. I was like, I think that's how I, I would be. That's why I'm asking. Know. Yeah, I was like, you this don't is, know what to do, right? and I didn't. Right. And what was weird is I didn't like want to cry either. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh, I'm overwhelmed and I'm going to cry. Like I'm going to be overwhelmed with emotion and I'm about to cry. Mm -hmm. And it was weird because I didn't cry. And I remember like trying to cry after the the water splash. I'm like, well, you should be crying right now. You just found out your dad died. And I was like, I'm not crying yet. This is really weird. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking get it. Then I was like, make ugly faces in the mirror. Like try to cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How long did it take you to kick in? um, Not to kick in, but to actually cry. It was... uh, I, a while like yeah. my all of my cousins came down from Gainesville and like mm-hmm. all like my dad I have a, a solid sized family on my dad's side lots of cousins lots of aunts and uncles and they all came to his house in St. Pete and that was where and it was probably the next day I think like everybody because it was like a Thursday it happened on a Wednesday it happened on a Tuesday night it happened at like 1 a.m. and then so I heard about it at, on Wednesday morning at like 9 a.m. And then everybody was there by 9 a.m. the next day at his house. <clears throat> and I didn't cry at all, literally, until we, my mom and I pulled up to his house and I saw all my aunts and uncles' cars. And like, it's like I grew up going, spending summers and spring break right. in Gainesville with my, like, I love my cousins, Caleb, Josh, like all of them, Jamie, everybody. Like, there's, I got like 12 of them. And I remember like, and my aunts and uncles are fucking awesome because my dad was the oldest mm-hmm. in the family. So he was kind of like an anchor, believe it or not. Like wow. he's a biker dude, but like he was kind of like, he was a good guy and they all loved him. And so I knew as soon as I like walked in there, everybody was going to be like, oh my God, are yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I remember like, yeah, it was like with my mom. And we walked up, and I remember like going to grab the doorknob, and that's when I fucking broke down. I was like, I don't want to go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get it, was get it shitty. out first. Yeah, I was yeah. like, fuck, I don't want to go in. There. And it was weird because it wasn't like, God, I am so goddamn conceited. Like, right, I wasn't crying because of my dad. I was crying because everyone was gonna come up to me and ask me how I was doing, and I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you you're know? gonna have to. Ta- you're gonna, that's when you break down. It's like when you right. get when you get that choke up, and you know you if you open your mouth, you're gonna cry. So you just keep mm-hmm. your mouth shut and you're just like shake your head. Or yeah, whatever. but yeah, yeah. But in a way, that was like crying over your dad too, though. Like, oh yeah, there was totally. like a yeah, like an emotional overload kind of thing, you know? Right. I mean, that's it's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Like if if you've ever looked at there's pictures and things of the grief cycle, so it's called that mm-hmm. shock 
is very, very <clears throat> normal. And the problem is that in movies, they don't always show that the person doesn't cry. Like, they right. show the splash of the water. And then it and cuts then the too. Sob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas that could be months and months down the road. I yeah. mean, I didn't, I don't know if I told you that I, I also lost my dad pretty young. Um, I think you did say that. Yeah. If you were in therapy, your therapist wouldn't be telling you this, by the way. Like, <laughs> okay. We're not they in don't. therapy right now. <laughs> the fourth um, wall. Because it's not about them in right, your sure. hour. But oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he had cancer and it was like a really quick succession of, I, I was engaged. Six months later, he was diagnosed. A year later, we got married, and then another six months, and he was gone. So it was like this whirlwind of a year and a half. Like ups and downs. Of Damn. crazy ups and downs. And, like, they had to take him off of chemo so he could fly to Jamaica to be at her wedding. Like, it was just this intense, crazy year. And he died, and I kid you not, I didn't cry for eight months. Really? It took wow. eight months, and I was in a parking lot at Target during Christmas time. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like the floodgates just opened <clears throat> up. Yeah. yeah that'll sobbing, do it sobbing, to sobbing, anyone, sobbing. too. That'll that extra Christmas and Target. It was just bizarre. <laughs> yeah, Christmas, it's here? holiday. You yeah, know, what movie know. would show that? Yeah, like, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, a good you, one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like a genuine one. Yeah. How do we fill in this? So God, when did you, yeah. like, really cry? Did it? Did Was there ever a moment where it was like a breakdown right there was probably the gnarliest one you know like um i felt like a five-year-old you know what i mean like i had never felt i don't i hate the word vulnerable is so weird but like that was the feeling like yeah anybody could fuck with me or fuck me up right then and my mom was right there so that was good but that made it even feel more vulnerable it's like oh because your mom's here you can break you know what i mean yeah um, but yeah, I don't know. That was probably it. And then within about a year later, mm-hmm. I started having, uh, I'd never had an anxiety attack in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I started getting weird anxiety attacks, wow. like legit, like where I had to pull over and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I didn't even know what it was. I yeah. was like, is this a heart attack? I thought heart attacks hurt because yeah. this doesn't hurt. Yeah. I just feel like my eyes are pointing in opposite directions. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it kept, and it happened a few times. And um, that's when the girl I was dating at the time, she was like, you should talk. To she me. was like, you need to talk to me. And it was funny yeah. because it was kind of cyclical. I noticed that it would happen around the time. She's like, when did she called me out? Because mm-hmm. when it happened one night, we were just laying in bed watching TV. And I was like, oh, oh, man. And I was like, my chest I was like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, she's like, what? And I'm like, nothing. I'm like, oh shit. And she's like, well, and then we started talking about it and that helped. Yeah. And, uh, and she was like, when did your dad die? Like what time of year? And I was like January. And mm-hmm. she's like, it's, it was like the beginning of January at the time. And she's like, this is something deep rooted. Like you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. All right. I'll go to the bar. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. Well, like, sorry. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, it's gotta be weird. Cause it's so close to your fucking birthday. So you have oh, yeah. every fucking birthday you have this. Every time. This January 26th that happened and my birthday is January 31st. Yeah. yeah. Like so every year. It's crazy. But I mean, it's weird. I don't think I actually handled it right. Mm-hmm. But uh, like correctly, whatever that word is like. Appropriately? Or yeah. Like appropriately. Healthily? Yeah. Like healthfully <laughs> like got, got it out of my system. And it's weird because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like uh I'm that fucked up. Yeah. You know, 
But how, how do you guys feel? Because when he said vulnerable, he was like, that feels uncomfortable. Does that word make you guys uncomfortable when you hear it? Or have you no. ever used it to describe yourself? No, I mean, I don't think it makes the, someone being vulnerable doesn't make me uncomfortable. I hate the Everyone word is vulnerable. But I think if you're when you're feeling vulnerable, you feel uncomfortable because that's what the whole word, the definition of the word, word is like. Yeah. You know, you, you're. I've been you can be taking advantage of, of Brown. So. Oh, okay. A lot of what? I'm, I'm real good on vulnerability right now. <laughs> yeah, what she's is huge what on that. <laughs> Tell, give us the headline of Brene Brown. Like, summarize it. Brown? <laughs> she's, uh, she studies uh, shame and vulnerability, basically. And, like, the, um, she does a lot of, like, TED Talks and speaks uh, um, at big conventions. And she's got a couple of audio books and a bunch like, of like what like the call out uh, culture and stuff and that kind of well, shaming no i mean her i mean the whole thing is like just about um sort of being being able to be vulnerable and finding strength in that and um you know she does a lot of like example type work where you know she'll talk about how you know if you're acting this way like do you do you see someone who is opening up to you and is willing to um you know speak about you know the the pain that they're having or the troubles that they're having do you see them as weak or as courageous and you know everybody says courageous of course and but every, but when you turn that on yourself you see it as a weakness and so like it's just about like readdressing what it really means to be vulnerable and what it means to be you know what what where shame comes from and like the whole like cycles that um where shame can like drag you down in life and just like like I'm, I'm ashamed to move from the fucking chair to the couch in my therapist's office like I can't do it now you know because right, right, right. it, it feels you weird be you know vulnerable. But, but exactly <laughs> right it's like too vulnerable like I don't want to talk to him about why I moved to the couch even though I don't even have a good reason like and um, but anyway I mean she's she's pretty huh. impressive like I was gonna say can that and then that shame it, what the fear is is that that can lead to depression and like and it can grow like that sort of thing is that what you're saying because you're saying like feeling shame then you kind of withdraw so then you become depressed because you're not you know it's probably yeah, like a whole some fucking of that. stack well, of shit when i think right. of shame i think like think of ashamed or like hiding and so the more shame that you feel the more you're hiding from yourself <clears throat> from people around you you're not sharing the more honest parts of yourself and so then that leads back to that like dissatisfaction because really you're not having deep relationships right. if you're not able to be vulnerable. Right. So, you know, in kind of Dustin's example where it was like, okay, oh, I'm going to have to be vul vulnerable here. The thing about with grief, especially when you've lost a parent, if you think of it like that's your protector, right? Like mm -hmm. that's kind of the head of the household. And now this is a huge thing happening in your family and you're sitting at that door like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and probably the only person you'd want to ask about what to do isn't there. Right. And that's like that feeling of my universe is no longer what I knew it to be. Right. Mm -hmm. um, have you guys lost a parent? Yeah. No. Yeah. I lost my dad about a year ago. Yeah. It's very bizarre where yeah. it's, you start to almost like question your reality of, oh right. my gosh, death is real mm -hmm. and it's permanent. Yep. And as more time goes by, your grief kind of changes because it's like, you know, your dad will never know you as a podcaster. This is a big right. part of your life right now. Right. Dad might not know you when you get married. And so like it, it kind of gets harder and harder to deal, but you have to like redevelop that support system now. Yeah.
<clears throat> not to replace him, but right. there's a huge hole. Well, there's right. been, I mean, and especially at you know the time that it happened at, there's been so many fucking things that have come up in life where like just questions you know what i mean like yeah that i've had like you know whether it's buying a house or business wise like i feel like somebody's fucking me over right. like what are you, have you ever been in this scenario like and my mom shit my mom is <laughs> like the uh don is like uh, the best mom in the world i feel like obviously everybody says that about their mom but like um but to like in some scenarios like I don't mean this in a negative way, but like to a fault in that like literally her answer to all my questions mm -hmm. is we'll do whatever you think you should do because oh. you were born under a lucky star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that's because she knows the most positive thing oh. you can tell somebody, and she truly. But believes it. it. Yeah. But like, she's not is that a superstition though? Did we just I hit on one? No, I don't. Look, I, she's, <laughs> you're pretty like. If you want to do something, you kind of do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you might you might get bored of it and change right. your mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah, think sure. about all the crazy shit you've done. Like, whether it's a weird business thing or this oh, yeah. or, or a little company or surf, whatever. But you do a lot. Like, I'm like, doesn't, you know, whatever. So yeah. I, I feel like, oddly enough, like, you're one person I know is driven, I guess, is a, mm. is a word. Yeah. Maybe you, like, get good. bored of it. Well, that's the only thing. I was telling Bobby. Mind, I was telling Bobby and, uh, and Kristen. I had dinner at their house last night. When we booked our ticket to Grand Teton. <laughs> Finally. Um, but, uh, and I was telling them, I was like, you know, the only, th I go, think about all the fucking ridiculous, some awesome, some ridiculous, some stupid, some ridiculously smart, uh, like business ideas or ventures or things I've come up with. I go, the only thing that I haven't done in any of those was be consistent. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's yeah. it. That's, and I was like, so like when it comes to the consistency part, I'm like, oh well, I got other shit I want to do. So yeah, you just lose interest I'm out. or whatever. But yeah. like for I don't know, for instance, the podcast when you know this is the 31st episode. Um, I don't know. Fuck that. It's not my fault. COVID screwed yeah. everything. Yeah. Up, we, no, we, we, were we were on a roll. Yeah. We were doing big. Things. Wait a second. I'm going to challenge that statement okay. because okay. please. Didn't most of life shut down because of COVID? Like what yes. better yeah. Like what better time yeah, to know. podcast? Right. That's a good. Well, we could do this with a mask. But the hard part is, I think the hard part was, is to to do one and not talk about. No one wants to hear a fucking bitching about COVID about today or this well, or that. And like it, it just. It becomes so redundant if you aren't getting guests because guests can't come on that it's it's hard i think unless we really worked well, at it and i wrote notes all week yes. and took which yeah you know, I could unless do. you worked hard it was hard to do yeah yeah i can get up here and, and <laughs> but, bullshit no but i'm serious I mean, right. on top of my job like just going through news stories taking yeah, notes. Yeah, like, this yeah, is a funny yeah. story this is a funny story right. like and it's something that we kind of do i mean we we're you know, obviously, we're, I guess we're serious. I mean, you know what I mean? We joke right, around the right, whole time. Right. But, like, it's not my job. I mean, I have a job, you know? Like, and, yeah. and I have other shit going on. So it's something that's fun to do on a Friday. Right. It just is. Or, or Saturday, whatever, once a week. But it just got, yeah, with all this, everything just got spun around. Well, the other thing, too, was uh, my girlfriend at the time was, she was like, uh, you know, her parents were super 
into not wanting her to be around people. Like they're mm-hmm. like, Hey, is he going out? Like, are you going out? Like you guys need to not go out. She was like, yeah, you know, she had some health issues and she didn't want like to risk it. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, damn. And she's like, I'd rather you not do the podcast and mm-hmm. have be around more people that could possibly be infected that could possibly infect me. And I'm like, right. I get that. So that kind of slowed it down. But that whole, um, the COVID thing is interesting. That's an it's interesting crazy. mind, yeah. mental health. Everybody needs to talk to somebody right now, I feel like. It's so traumatic, honestly. For like, I was real. just joking. Like, that, it's plenty excuse to no, not no, be yeah, doing yeah. what you want to do. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Nobody's, nobody's lived through this before. Right. I just, I just was writing about this yesterday where it's like, literally, I truly believe nobody knows what the hell they're doing right now. <laughs> and there are some super confident people out there that are like, you know, that you see them on the internet where it's mm-hmm. just like, I know exactly where I'm going to send my kid to school. And I know exactly who I'm going to be voting for because this, that, and another. And it's like, they seem like they have it all together, but they don't because we don't know the long-term impact of this. Right. We don't know, like, people with businesses are making business decisions, and it's like, was that the best decision? You don't know yet, because yeah. we're well, still they, in it. They're not, they're not doctors, and they're not politicians. I mean, you can have your ideas, but they're just not. Like, you're not a fucking doctor. You don't yeah. right. really know what's, you know, and also, the, everything's crazy. Between the, you know, the country's pretty divided before, and then this happened, which really fucking sent people crazy because somehow it's a, yeah, a political virus. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm liberal shit, yeah. but I don't think, I think, I don't really think it's, I don't wear, I mean, I wear a mask when I need to because I'm told to. I'm not going to argue it. Right. I'm not going to bitch about it. Just right. fucking put a mask on. But I don't, I would walk in a public without a mask if I, if I didn't have to because yeah. I don't think it's as gnarly. It, but I'm, I'm not a fucking conservative and any means whatsoever, you know? And yeah. then, so then you have that going on and then you have fucking fucking George Floyd and, you know, right. poor George Floyd and all the fucking police shit that's coming out, which, mm-hmm. which even polarizes. So it's like you have these conservatives that don't wear, you know, Donald Trump, don't wear a mask, cops, lives matter. And then you have the other side and it's so far like on each end. Removed, everyone's yeah. really in the middle, but all you hear is this, and then that's all everyone hears. So everyone's like on edge. I feel right. Like, you know, yeah. and it's like huge feelings. But what do you do? Like, what do you do with it? Like, what's, yeah. what's appropriate? What it like? Yeah. Do you protest? Do you not? Like, it's, what does that mean about yourself? You yeah. know, everyone's right. just questioning yeah. their decisions right now. Right. Yeah. And am I not gonna go to fucking family Christmas? You know, like because you don't want to hear shit. Like you don't want to. Right. On either end, I don't. I just don't hear. want to go, and I'll use it as an excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious how we'll all be on the other side of it, because. Just like with death, right? Yeah. If one person experiencing a loss of their dad will end up fine a year from now, another person might have complicated grief a year from now. So just like a hurricane or like a major storm, you go through a trauma like that. Some people are now like hoarding cans every year because of that trauma. And other people are like, let's surf. Here comes the next one, you know, where it's like, okay, we're experiencing a collective social trauma what is that going to do to each of us, you know, five years from now? I, that's where my mind goes is what's the long term yeah. <laughs> impact of this? Well, it's, just su- it's super weird because it's so black or white. I mean, it's apparently like even that's not? not even cool. I don't, well, I know it shouldn't be, but it is like it's so tribal. Like the whole mask thing is you're either you're pro mask, like where you're like this needs 
you should be wearing a mask or you're a piece of shit or you're anti-mask and you're a bitch if you wear a mask. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like I'm, I'm sure there's tons of people that are just like us. I'm very in the middle where I don't mind wearing a mask. Like right. if it makes it's someone else hard. feel better, yeah. I don't care. But I think the issue is, is people, and this has to do with mental health. Okay? <laughs> yes. Ready? Bring this it back. Is, uh, this is my theory here. You let me know. Yeah. If, you can, if you can get me a certificate and I can hang it on the wall, you let me know. Um, but here's my theory is I think everybody is, there's a, or everybody that is polarized is insecure as fuck. And what they're doing is, is cause I've been there and I've been like walking up to a Publix and I do it all the time. I walk up to Publix. I don't have my mask. Mm-hmm. I see some, I get all the way up to the slide door and I see someone walk out with a mask on. I'm like, fuck, I forgot my mask. Yeah. So I turn around and I go get it. I don't fucking, but there's this quick split moment in my mind where I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You have to turn around in front of God knows how many people. I mean, are there people in their cars? Are there people also walking up? How long have people been watching you walk up with no mask? And now you have to own that you're a fucking idiot and just eat it and turn. (laughs) Not you're a fucking idiot, but like, I'm just saying like, but this is how some people I think will think. Yeah. I don't care. I turn around, I go get it. It's no big deal. But I think that's a vulnerable moment, like a pivotal moment mm-hmm. in someone's trip to the fucking or grocery some, store. Someone is going to see you doing something yes. wrong. Right. And, th- and, <laughs> yeah. then, and then someone else comes, walks out or is walking in and calls you out at that vulnerable moment mm-hmm. where they're like, you need to wear a mask. Yeah. And you were already going to go get it, but like you're very vulnerable and mm-hmm. you were like, fuck, I feel stupid already. And now this person just stuck their finger in the wound. And I don't care. I, I go, yeah, I know. I always forget it and I turn around. But other people aren't like me or I, people that are very insecure about shit like that, social yeah. scenarios, fucking lose it. And they wouldn't have lost it if someone wouldn't have called them out. Right. But I feel like that's one version. And then the other version is that other person who is wearing the mask and is actually afraid and is like, why are you walking in here without like there's literally like there's always two sides to a story. Yeah. And it's just in my mind, that's what's going on through people's mind in people's minds Mm -hmm. that walk in without a mask and then have to turn around and go get it or decide that they're like, you know, if there are two headstrong like well i'm not walking back to my car how many people are behind me i'll look like an idiot you know what i mean like i genuinely genuinely think that that's how some people think like older people especially right and i think they're like well i'm just gonna go in just gonna go in really quick i'm not gonna fucking walk back yeah now i have something (laughs) to prove and nobody knows what the fuck you're doing besides just not wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're taking a if stand in your mind. If everybody would just realize, nobody knows. Right, right, right. That would right. help a lot, right? None of us. I just, I don't know. That's in my mind because that's that's something that's personally happened to me. I get to the thing and I do it every that, fucking time. I turn yeah. around and I'm like, can ah, I, shit. Can I, be a, can I be a giant dick and totally call you out on something right now? Yes, Go ahead. Please. Okay. Have a booger. And No, not at all. <laughs> and, and I would never do this if I wasn't like hmm. in exactly the same boat. But one of the things that you just said was um, about you walking up to a Publix and, and you know, if, you, if you, you think other people are insecure if they don't have the mask and get called out on it, but that's not you. You're not the one that does that. You're, you're not the one that feels that. 
but we've had um, a, a good handful of conversations that keep coming back to insecurity. Yes. It's, it's, and, and especially like, I mean, we go all the way back to, to Montana <laughs> and you had a fantastic theory about bears. And about how, like, are they insecure bears? They are insecure bears. That's exactly what, was what, my the, what was my theory on the his, bears? His whole theory the was spring. that that mama bears are gonna charge you because they're insecure about like being able to protect That's their right. their young. That. And it's not that they're incapable, because clearly they're capable. A bear will fuck you up. Oh yeah. But your your theory was that they were insecure about it. <laughs> Yeah. And, and insecure, no, yes. no bullshit is the word that you use several times. And so going back a year to talking about bears and their insecurity, right. and, and you were talking at the same conversation. You were talking about like bullies and rednecks and fucking right. all kinds of insecurities. And now, right. and now like you're the one who walks up to Publix and doesn't have a mask on and has to second guess himself. Why don't I have my mask? I got to go back. I don't want these people to know that I have to go back. Right. But then you're saying like. Maybe the insecurity other, lies other, in me. Other people would be insecure <laughs> if they had to do that. He's and having I'm, a right. light bulb go yeah. off right now. I'm, I'm thinking it's maybe not yeah. insecurity, it's no, shame. It's called shame projection. And, I think and I'm no, projecting. Like, no, no bullshit. I would never bring this up if I wasn't no, yeah. exactly the same way. That's like, a good point. I would never fucking call you out if, yeah. I didn't, if I didn't know that about myself also, but I'm like incredibly insecure. I'll yeah. Think. Well, I mean, my whole thing is I'm just, I'm trying to extend an olive branch and figure out why people are such fucking assholes. Yeah. And so the only way I can do it is let me figure out why I would be an asshole. Right. And this is why I'd be an asshole. And I could see why you were being an asshole for no reason over a mask, um, you know, or I, for I not wearing a mask. I think that's where like therapy comes in is you do try and figure out why am I an asshole? Because right. it's not just once you're stepping into that office, you're kind of admitting to yourself, whether it's out loud or not, mm-hmm. that it's not just the people around you. Right. Like there's something going on. There's a common denominator <laughs> internally of my here. I'll one up yeah. you at the Publix when I don't have my mask. I'm so ashamed. I get in my car and drive to a different Publix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. That is social anxiety <laughs> at its peak. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it does it does help when you start to kind of because it, it's almost like a ripple effect where it's okay if I can understand why I tick, why I do the things I do, what makes me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. what makes me in secure you start to look at people with a different lens right where you know when I first decided I was gonna be a therapist it was in high school like I was one of those weirdos that just knew what I was gonna do yeah mainly because I'd have like adults and random people having way too deep of conversations with me like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like huh this is interesting. Is this what therapy is like? Okay, maybe I'd be good at this. <laughs> right, and, right. And, but while going through therapy, I was able to kind of sort through my shit. Like, like I said, my dad's from Jamaica, so I'm coming in with a parent who's an immigrant, a mixed-race family. Mm-hmm. I'm tossed into private school, so hi, I'm the token. You know what right. I mean? And <laughs> I'm having this experience that I know my peers are not having. Right. Like, my experience of high school is different my reactions to things are different because you know culturally i'm different i i don't vacation the same places they do i go to jamaica or to upstate new york to polar opposite places Mm -hmm. like and so part of what led me into therapy um coming out of high school and through college was trying to understand why my dad was so angry all the time like he was just kind of a like not a full full like full-fledged asshole but he could be you know where it's like 
why are you so angry? Why? What? What are you yelling about what today? Did he do for a working, yeah. What do you do for a living? He was an electrician. Okay. So this Beasley. is this is Beasley, yeah. <laughs> asshole. Total he's asshole. a foreigner too. Sorry. He was an electrician in Jamaica, but when he followed my mom to Florida and went to apply to Florida Power, well, it's now Progress Energy or Duke or Energy. Duke Energy. Yeah, now, it's yeah. like changed a couple. Yeah. Um, but when he applied there, they would only hire him as a cleaning guy. So oh, even though he was had all of his degrees and every, like everything to really? do this, yeah. What was it because he had his degrees Florida from Jamaica, or was it because um, legit? I, it was because he's black. I mean, yeah, let's be real. Like really? this was foreign. in the eighties. <laughs> black yeah. and foreign, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Which makes it accent in Florida. Whole so thing. you're really yeah fucked. in Florida and. And, you know, later on, I would hear these stories about, oh, yeah, he, he got spit on when he started working, this, that, another. And he was always, like, super strict with us. Like, I had an 11 o'clock curfew until I turned 18, no matter if it was prom, no matter if it was this. And That's I'm just like. pretty good lenient, though, 11, right? That's not that bad. No. For high senior? For high school? No. Not at 18. No, no she said I couldn't even go, 17. I couldn't even go to a 10 well. o'clock movie because oh, yeah, it'd be okay, over, yeah. you know? 12 o'clock's yeah. fair. So. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But. Yeah. To understand that, I had to just like understand my reaction to him and then to try and like peel back the layers. Okay, well, he came here and was spit on, felt less than. He had a great paying job and had to take a shit job and work his way back up. Cause by the, by the time he passed away, he was like fixing the power plants. Like he was a pretty oh, big shit. deal. Yeah. And uh, come to find out he had his own trauma as a kid where one of his siblings got hit by a car when he was supposed to be watching them. Oh, shit. And that's why he was so strict with they us. They passed away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, full shit. on died. And he never talked about this. I heard it from an aunt, like, really? when wow. I was in high school age. So I'm like, start putting these pieces together. Wow. And it's not that it excused his behavior. We got closer later on, like, right. as I but got older. But it helped older. you understand it. It helped me, like, reconcile with the sure. fact that my upbringing was, like, I felt like it was so unfair. Yeah. yeah. And um, so just uh, that's, to me, like, why therapy is important. If you notice <clears throat> that you're just feeling, like, super, super frustrated and angry or just, like, dissatisfied where it's like okay let me start to peel back these layers because then guess what when i would interact with him it was like we're cool now <laughs> you know what right. i mean right or wasn't this constant like power struggle all the time can i yeah. can i ask you like without getting like real specific about some things about your own like therapy mm -hmm. journey mm -hmm. um because like we talk about like i'm i'm in it right now and yeah and selfishly like i have some reservations about how it's going and so I guess my question is, did you find one therapist that you um, that you liked and just stuck with them the whole time? Do you did yeah. you bounce around? Did it take you a few tries? Like, what was that relationship like, and how did you build it? I was lucky enough to find one that I liked and stuck with for mm -hmm. a while, and and I've repeated back to that same therapist before. Okay, um, but that's not necessarily like the norm. Um, right. Sometimes it does take a couple of tries because there's a ton of different styles of therapies right, and styles right. of therapists and specialties mm -hmm. and like niche work. So 
when you're looking for a therapist, it's important. It's not important to know everything you want to talk to about, but you want to know like the gist of it. Right. And when you're talking, like usually most therapists will do like a 15 minute free consult or something like that. Mm -hmm. So within that 15 minute consult and probably the first two sessions, you should know whether or not this person gets you. Mm -hmm. okay. um, it might not be perfect, but you should feel like comfortable and relatively understood. Okay. As the relationship goes on, it will get better. Okay. Um, but that is super important. So if you feel like you're having sessions and they're like missing the mark, I would let them know that um, so you can explore why. It's more important for them to kind of see what's going on there. Sure. Um, but then after that, it might be time to kind of find a new therapist. But sometimes people have that feeling when they're getting too close to an issue. So if that's not the case, where if you're just okay. avoiding, that's different, then it's just the wrong therapist. So what, um, whose job is it to continue the conversation in that therapist-patient relationship? What do you mean? I mean, like, if you're, so in, in my hour, right, mm -hmm. I, I may bring up a handful of things that I need to talk about. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we, you know, three of them may take all of 25 seconds a piece. And then mm -hmm. one of them we'll get into for 15 minutes. And mm -hmm. then, um, but then after that, I don't have much else to say. And then maybe he doesn't have much else to say either. Okay. Um, so who's, I feel like I'm maybe not bringing enough to the table or not like digging deep enough, but I, I mean, I also think like, you know, that sort of introspection is exactly what I was looking for. And, mm -hmm. but I need guidance. Like I, yeah. I, I need to be guided in that and having a lot of trouble with that. Yeah, so that would be. Whose responsibility is that at that point? I would say it's the therapist, but with like a caveat of it depends on their style. Sure. Um, because some therapists are literally taught that if your client is having a moment of silence, you respect that space. Oh, okay. Um, because there, there are some people that just need that, uh, like a breath of silence okay. to be processing and then they'll come back with another thought. Right. Um, but if you're feeling like you need guidance, then they need to know that, you know sure. what I mean? Um, or it might not just yeah, be like the right fit. It's such like a double edged sword because we were literally earlier just talking about how, um, when you walk in there, you're admitting that it's not everybody around me, it's me. But then you go to get a therapist and you're like, this fucking therapist sucks. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I knew it wouldn't. It's fuck, who knows who the fuck it is well, then? This therapist is a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> it's so tough. Like, you're, you're absolutely you're, right, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like you totally. gotta, that's yeah. so and weird. With like, the silence, really you know, yeah. how you're like, I feel silent. Me too. If I had a therapist, let me call you at two thirty in the motherfucking morning when yeah. I wake up and right. I can't go back to sleep. Yeah. That's when the fucking carnival's going on. <laughs> That's when we're gonna get That's into some when weird the shit. Fucking side show starts. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a fucking uh, carnival. It's a fucking hurricane. Dude. Um, I got a all right. I got a good one. I wanted to ask you. It's a little. Mm. It's a. It's a hypothetical story or okay. picture. I'd like to paint you. Oh, thank you. All right, and this is. Show me. To me, it's fucked up. Okay, I call it the best worst case scenario. Okay. Okay. So this is what Excuse everyone. Me. Yeah, no, you're good. What we're all, will you grab me another one too, Rob? Thanks, brother. Um, this is what we're all taught 
to think is, you know, the, will you do it for me? Thank I got you. you. I'm feeling vulnerable. I have a microphone. <laughs> you asked for help. That's <laughs> I, a big step. Isn't it? <laughs> Thank goodness. you very much. Um, so, okay, so. I'll just, no, I don't know. What, what, what? The whole thing. You ask for help as a big step that you open a beer. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a big step for you See, really open it up. She's a very good therapist. She's vulnerable. She's a really good I'm gonna therapist. I'm going to affirm and give him some positive affirmations <laughs> <Yes>. here. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's, here's the, this is the hypothetical story. All right. Let's say uh, you meet, you know, you go to high school, maybe college, somewhere in there. You meet the girl and or guy of your dreams. You start dating. You have the time of your life all through college. You're like, it's the one. You graduate college. You go into, you know, you start a business. You become professionals. You're successful. Life is good. Things are amazing. You get pregnant. You have kids. Um, you know, and like you're still just absolutely devoted to this person. Like this is the best case scenario. Like you have found the fucking one. Yes, you argue every now and then, but it's the, it's healthy arguing. Okay. And it's the best scenario ever. It's everything you've ever wanted in a relationship in life. You've literally hit the lottery for a significant other. And you have kids and then they have kids and you become a grandparent and maybe a great grandparent. And then like this is the person you live for every day. Like you're like, oh my God, I cannot believe. Look at what we've made. Like this is, I couldn't have done it without you. And I love you so unconditionally and so much. And it's so great. And then you, one of you dies and the other person is left there without the person that their whole life either revolved around or was what their source of happiness was. That sounds like the fucking scariest scenario I could ever ever be in like and that's the best case scenario like that's what everyone's shooting for and to me like that's the most tragic fucking ending to a life what's wrong with me go (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean like to me that's so it's is this something you think about often is this like i've thought about it a couple times well i mean i've i've said it to a couple people because it's been well i've i think of a lot of shit i write it down on my phone This was one of the things, though, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I have friends that have been married, like, since college, and, like, they're still together, I have kids, and I'm like, man, they're so awesome, I'm so happy for them, and I thought, and then I think to myself, I'm like, oh, God, could you imagine, like, if something, when one of them, like, because it's gonna happen, right? and that's the scary part, is... I'm not creating a bad, the worst case scenario. I'm creating a real life scenario that happens. People die every fucking day. And I'm not saying like part of the scenario. Right. Well, what I was going to say, well, what I mean is like, and I don't mean like tragically, I'm talking about dying of old age. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like condition to it. I mean, not a hundred percent. I mean, obviously your loved ones, but your friends start to go. You're fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you're, and then, so you're, so you're jealous just, of your significant no, you other. You it, made it before me. You damn know it. It's coming. I mean, as weird as I think you start to, the more, the older you get, the more you accept it. You just, it yeah. might be, it's going to be hard. Of course, no one's their wife, you know? Right. But I, I think of, you turn like when my grandmother died after a few years, my grandfather's 
like got a girlfriend who's a lady whose husband died around the same time you know right. and like yeah. they right, right. they seemed happy again you know and then you know and then i guess didn't you have to do it again when my grandfather died but like yeah <laughs> it's not funny at all. Hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious but like fuck it like i was i I don't know. I brought it up to you one day. I was like, Bobby's like, I don't want to talk about it. Where I was yeah, like, there's going to come a last out. time where I ever see you. There'll be a time where mm-hmm. I don't see you, any mm-hmm. of you ever again. You know, like, and, and I was telling that to Bobby. He's like, I don't like it. And I was like, I like <laughs> everybody. Bobby's funny. The uncomfortable. Like, I don't, but you might as well joke about it. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck. Well, I don't know. But what that's what I mean. Like, that's what's so it? interesting is them. You know, I've heard the, the term, uh, everybody dies alone. You know what I mean? Like right. there's, you're going to die and it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. This is something that is in alone, everyone. Well, yeah, but when you conk like out, there's going to be a moment where you're alone. Like whatever, whether there's heaven or hell or whether there's nothing, you go out like a light. There's going to be the last split second of your existence on earth. Thought in your brain or something. Right. Whatever it is, you're alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like, and I've never really like got dove into it as much on that aspect. Just the fact that, you know, the the opposite of that whole scenario I created of this perfect life with the perfect person. Um, you know, the opposite of that is to not have anyone, you know, or to have to die completely multiple. alone. Right, right. So like. And that's weird. So do you, like, I don't know. That's where, do you condition are, yourself? Now, are you scared to be alone? I don't know. Maybe. You know what I mean? So you're not fully committing to someone because you can bounce around. You know what I mean? I'm, like, yeah. I'm hearing fear social. of being with people. not be, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to this scenario. <laughs> not. Let's huh. go back to the scenario. Yeah. My first thought, honestly, was this is so unrealistic, the scenario. The where, whole loveliness of it all? Because Well, yeah. Right. And... I'm saying this from experience because I did marry my high school sweetheart. Like right. we've been together for since '05, so we're nearing 15. Am I doing my math right? Yeah. Yes. 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and as beautiful as our love story is on paper, right. um, it's it's not perfect by any means. Like well, if somebody not. if right. somebody All heard it, it's <laughs> like, oh my god, they're so romantic. It's amazing, but. When you start dating somebody in high school, by the time you're in college, you're different people. Right. (laughs) So you picked somebody who's now different. You married Mm -hmm. somebody who literally goes through another change. So I think like within your scenario, even if it is that like beautiful love story where they're still working through these ups and downs, Mm -hmm. um, you have to remember that you're talking about death all throughout these life stages where like now we have a kid. So we talk about where would he go if we died on this plane right. or what would so you're you're preparing yourself for an eventual departure departure kinda. yeah whereas like when i hear you knowing your story about like your dad and everything yeah talking through this i feel like you're you're kind of applying some of your experience of an immediate death on this like beautiful story right. where that that won't be the same feeling because if you're that old Mm-hmm. With that many kids and grandkids, you've lived the life, you know, yeah. like you're sick there's, of everybody. There's sadness. <laughs> there's sadness, right, right. but there's also but a there's piece to it, you yeah. know, yeah. where yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, we did it. Like we right. lived the life, quote unquote, you right. know. Um, like that's where my mind went of are are you afraid of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is this is he afraid no, of but, putting in so cause you put in so much love to your dad and then he's gone. So to me, you imagining this that you haven't had taken. yet 
just seems like yeah. unbelievable. Right. But it, it won't be that same like shock and right. like you know, utter disappointment because you've now lived with this person. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's just it's something that I've fuck, I wrote that down seven years ago, probably yeah. six years ago. And I was like, this has to have to do with my dad. Absolutely. Like abruptly Absolutely. being like snagged. I, I think, think it's fear. You know? It's fear. Yeah, That's I think I, I think also like I mean, as as humans we're sort of conditioned to um be more triggered by a pain or a fear type of response than a um, than a pleasure response. And so you're focusing on the end of this beautiful 80 year story. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, you're, you're focusing on the last painful couple of days rather than the, the, the 80 years that you painted that was you right. know, idyllic. Right. And asking yourself, would it be better to not have it at all? Yeah. Are you so afraid of that, that that's what's keeping you from being with someone, Dustin? Oh, no. That's, what I was that's, that's, where, that's where my mind went. That's why I was saying a fear of being elo- alone, because yeah. if someone leaves you, then you're abandoned. Oh, so you're gotcha, gotcha, So gotcha, it's gotcha, just yeah. fear of being alone would be like, you're going to break up with someone before they break up with you. Yeah. That way you can move on and keep, you know, right. I don't know. I'm just. Well, because then that. he controls the pain. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Right. Then yeah. you control it. Oh, that's true. I don't know. I never thought of myself as a controlling asshole, but that's Love what you, I've buddy. been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just like Let, a let's reframe that. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. a fearful asshole. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> yeah, as long as we keep asshole in there. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I'm thinking you're controlling. Like you're not yeah. like manipulative. Yeah, yeah manipulative. No. Right. But uh, that's what I, that's what I when you were talking about. I was like, oh, maybe that's it. Like you're just. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it, would, being it would hurt. someone else letting you down right. or whatever it is. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I, it's so funny. I, uh, I ha- I dated this chick in Jacksonville and I told her that scenario Yeah. and I was like, this is such a shitty scenario. And I'm like, I hate it. I wish I could change my mind. And it sucks because she told me something that totally made sense and worked. And I fucking forgot what it was. <laughs> God damn it. Like, it changed my yes. whole... She said she had the secret key of words and yeah. unlocked this weird thing. And mm-hmm. it, I never felt that. Because then any time I'd think of that, I'd be like, see, that's why you don't fucking fall in love with somebody for your whole life. You know what I mean? And then she literally said this fucking... Like, God damn it. I remember what it was. That sucks. Oh but, like, gosh. she said it and I was like... I have to remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what it was. You should have gotten it tattooed on you. I should have, dude. God damn it, Casey. <laughs> what the fuck did you say? Where's Casey? We need to call She's her. She's in the British Virgin Islands now. <laughs> she lives there. Or St. Thomas. I had, I had a uh, a similar like epiphany moment, actually not that long ago. And I did. like I got it tattooed on myself because it was such a poignant, just like loving, respectful, poignant question that uh, I just knew like I had to challenge myself with it on a, on a regular basis. What is it? What I'm not going to tell you. Okay, gotcha. Can I see it? Can well, I you'll it? be able to blow yourself one day, Rob. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting two ribs removed. I was going to so. say, I need oh this gosh. rib removed. Not a teenager anymore, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way, that's the key to happiness. But, uh, but I tell you, 80, <laughs> if you don't have a wife, is you get ribs removed and suck her in. Sorry. It's better as your teeth fall. The things uh, I've God. heard in my office, this is nothing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Um, that was another thing too. I was gonna say is, uh, what are 
What are some, do you have any things off the top of your head, like for anxiety or depression or for any of those things, like coping mechanisms that you can think of? Like, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything like that or. I think, um, so with, with like coping skills and coping mechanisms, they're, they're super subjective. Mm -hmm. So what makes you anxious probably won't make you anxious or you anxious. Whereas, so for me, when I'm anxious, I will usually run and do some breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. For some people, they do that and it literally like Makes they can't it they can't yeah, take yeah. it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you notice you're having um, something like an anxiety, is honestly like Google coping skills. Go down the list, highlight a couple that look okay to you, mm-hmm. and then you start to you're responsible to start testing them out. Like your therapist would say try these three things let me know how they go rate your anxiety before you do it and after and so you essentially you start to you know run your own um, tests on yourself yeah and then you'll start to build up your coping skills for when you're anxious some people need medication Um, some people realize oh my god i'm drinking way too much caffeine during the day that becomes a coping skill is to cut back on their caffeine Mm -hmm. Um, and then they start to notice okay my anxiety is a little bit more manageable I'm not having that like heart palpitations when I get off of work because I know I have all this shit to do at home Mm -hmm. Um, so you know basic coping skills for anxiousness I would say focus on um, exercise look at your diet see if there's anything that's attributing to like high high sugar high high caffeine that's not going to help anxiety um, and also I would look into um, like breathing exercises. So yeah. deep breaths. There's one called box breathing that's really simple to remember where you breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, hold for four seconds. They do it in like I've the military. Like a, a six second thing too, where you breathe in six seconds, let out for six seconds. Yeah. Breathe, like, And that supposedly can bring your blood pressure down even. Well, because you're you're trying to control your heart rate. Because right. if you're anxious, your heart rate's going up. Right. So if you can control your breathing, your heart rate is going to come down eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also four, seven, eight, where it's in for four, hold for seven, out for eight, and you're supposed to go whoosh. Oh, <laughs> um, when like you're Lamont's. breathing out, yeah, <laughs> like a whoosh. Um, but that one's actually really effective. Um, really. So, you know, with depression, it's almost like the opposite where it's like a slowing down of where, you know, I'm not doing the things I used to do. I'm not getting pleasure out of the things that used to give me pleasure. Um, So a a lot, I mean, you guys, I wanted to ask you about like the culture of um, while I was here, because I was curious about it. But um, with depression and everything, the exercise piece will help like getting outside, not just because you're moving your body, but because the sun, like, yeah. natural <laughs> vitamin D mm-hmm. if you're just staying inside going to work nine to five coming back staying home not doing anything like yeah. what kind of life is that and you don't usually have the energy for that either so just right. trying to do one little thing like maybe you shower for that day maybe you walk outside and just get the once. mail come back just and then keep adding to you'll start to kick yourself out of it a little bit and I'm saying that and it sounds way easier than it is right now because it's not creating a pattern right (laughs) like creating a a healthy pattern for your life so you have like as weird as it sounds it's almost like you have something to look forward to exactly like I started drinking the sleepy time tea Mm -hmm. because it helps me go to sleep and it tastes really good I like it (laughs) and it's like 
I look forward to it mm-hmm. at night and it's a pattern. It's like a, a thing that I've been doing. Yeah. You know, um, I was going to ask you, you said something about, uh, some people need to take medication. What are, what do you think about, uh, what are your thoughts on like depression medications and like that kind of like just basically medicating yourself yeah. versus maybe like the homeopathic going for a run. I, you know, I am meditating. totally on board with meds. If they're needed. Um, And I think it becomes evident that it's needed when you're trying homeopathic remedies and things like that. And it's just not working. Right. Or maybe it's working a little bit, but you're still not functional. Yeah. Because that's the that's the difference between a Joe Schmo just having some anxiety and a little bit of depression versus an actual disorder is it's impacting your functioning. Right. Just like with drinking, you know. You can go have a drink, maybe you're hungover, whatever, but if it's not impacting your functioning, mm-hmm. um, are we in a disorder yet? So when you're when you're noticing, okay, I'm trying these things, I'm going to my therapy, you know, I'm I'm keeping my journal and I, I still cannot deal. Like I'm still not seeing a light at the end of this tunnel. Mm-hmm. Like let's go ahead and get a med. Get like something. let's get Let's get everything balanced out, like internally, right? Because <laughs> there's a deficit happening somewhere. Yeah. And then, okay, can we get out of this cycle? And then eventually, some people are able to get off of their meds, especially if it's more of a shorter term depression. Mm-hmm. It's not like the, you know, lifelong where it's you know related to a death or something like that. Right. Um, where there's there's a specific reason we can tie it back to that, and it is impacting my ability to kind of get back on track. You might not be able. You might not need to be on it for as long as somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people, I would say, that come into therapy, they want to try a natural route. Right. Oh, vitamins. Honestly, like really. Yeah. Like getting a multivitamin. Your, getting your blood checked. Like go to a PCP or whoever. PCP. PCP? Now you're talking <laughs> my language. PHP. I'm saying the wrong thing. You're Healthcare oh, yeah. practitioner, oh, yeah. PHP. No, no, PCP is good. I know. I got a guy. I got a guy. You want to see positivity? Get shit done. Um, but damn. checking in on that stuff, like, do yeah. I have a deficit in any of these vitamins? Like, based on your blood, yeah. that makes a huge difference. Really, like your blood health. Well, they, there's that book, Eat Right for Your Blood Type. Right. And I mean, if you think about it, like, blood is the oil of the body. If you need an oil change and you got a bunch of shitty contaminants in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I wish I had insurance. I never go to the I what never do you need? go to the I, doctor. I'll give you I'll get, get it for Yeah, you. I need to get I some blood work done, maybe. Oh. <laughs> need a panel test. You're probably all right. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean <laughs> we're probably fine. I'm Look, kidding. Man, yeah, people, yeah. people used to live if all you weren't fine. How many have insurance? Do you you don't know? need to go to the doctor. <laughs> no, I know. Well, yeah. It's weird. I mean, you should have insurance in case something happens or you get sick. It's a, mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think you. Sh- I guess you should. But I don't know if you feel good and you're active. I don't really think it matters. Yeah. If you go to the fucking doctor, like the doctors, if you're sick, you're something. Like, yes, and you should have insurance for those reasons. But I don't know. Right. I, what, what's it matter? Yeah. Why do you need to go? I don't <laughs> know. COVID that's tests good... are free. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Tell you all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't. I don't know. That's a weird one because I, I haven't. I mean, I guess cholesterol, high blood pressure and stuff. But, but like, you can check your blood pressure at yeah. Publix. Yeah, what's that machine called? I do it all the time. 
What's it called? Thing Does it work it. though? Like who grabber. checks those machines? Hey, I'm <laughs> telling you. That what, is, what do you do when it's high though? It's always high. I have high blood pressure. So what do pressure. you do? Oh you go for it and smokes a joint as fast as you can. <laughs> I snort some PCB. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. I definitely have. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, but that's the thing. I'll, I'll go for a run. Position, right? That's what you were saying. Oh, PC. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel like, yeah, the, the doctor's scary a little yeah. bit, you know? But I was curious. I did have a question. Because yeah. um, when we were talking about death and everything like that, um, I remember I had a friend who, I want to say, they lost a friend to like suicide or something. And they were kind of into boat culture surf culture like Mm -hmm. on the beach and what they did was they went out like paddled out and did this like circle thing oh for them yeah Mm -hmm. we'll paddle out um and which is it sounds like an incredible like goodbye or whatever it's it's something it's coping Mm -hmm. in some way shape or form which is beautiful like it 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 helps everybody to talk about (laughs) it or whatever but, you know, do you feel like it, within this culture, is there like cultural norms to dealing with mental health that just are off the beaten track, but maybe they are effective? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like paddle outs are like a common thing, you know, in like the surf world or whatever. Like if somebody dies that was a surfer, like it's everybody kind of does like all of their friends will paddle out and they do like this little thing. Somebody will say something and then everybody throws their lay into the middle and Mm -hmm. everybody splashes. And it's kind of like they try and turn it into a, I don't mean to say they try, they turn it into a celebration rather than like a thing. And then everybody's it's, it's the same thing as going to like a funeral, right? You know, like you're there with your family, you're there with your friends, everyone kind of helps each other out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, those have definitely become a lot more popular yeah lately it's weird all the shit that people do now you don't know if people are doing it like oh to just to post a photo on instagram check me out yeah like, and i don't yeah. mean that and any but to anyone that's done a paddle out recently i'm just saying like what a weird fucking time we're living in where mm-hmm. shit like that is like like what's genuine yeah now if they have a paddle you know, out for you, I Dustin. just thought I thought that was really cool, <laughs> oh, but I'm wondering like, that's a good how question. do you guys, if you know, let's say a friend, you're worried about them, like, mm. is it okay to say something like? Yeah, like, but do you have to fucking say, listen to be like, hey, we're worried about you. <laughs> yeah, like, is oh, that yeah. a normal? So, you I know think what it I mean? depends on the on the friend circle because mm-hmm. I think some people um, don't get that involved i feel like our friend circle if someone had a problem we all have problems yeah yeah, like i think but a bad yeah yeah yeah. because we all we all like drink and we you know we do our thing but i feel like if someone was to spiral Mm -hmm. yes i mean like if jimmy was to spiral Rob was, was too. I am right. <laughs> <laughs> he brought a whole goddamn bottle of whiskey. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, if he was, like, I would say, I would this be like, hey, spiraling. you know, like, yeah, I don't know. And that's just, and then that's the the whole question is, is did you say something in time? You know, were, were you, did you, like, did you let it go too far? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, did you let this person go too far? Like, oh, he's fine. He'll turn it around. Mm-hmm. He's turned it around before. And you're like, well, he's not turning it around. This right. thing's still in a nose. Like, do we wait for this? Do we have enough time to pull this thing up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, but- you can't like, like you can try, but if someone's 
like I'm kind of dealing with it now. If someone's fucking gonna drink themselves to death, yeah. they're just gonna fucking drink themselves to death. Right. And it's hard to it's it's hard to get someone help it, if they don't want it. Right. They'll they'll take you for like two days at the fucking hospital and pump your stomach and fucking whatever. Yeah. The minute you get out, what are you gonna sit by their bed? Right. You fucking ruin twenty four hours life a day. Shitting away theirs. Like, right. You can help, it, but after so many months, you have to like go on and hope and you can be there for them if they ask but what are you gonna do what right are you gonna right. Do? They're, they're they're gonna do drugs they're gonna stack up duis or they're gonna lay in bed and sit around the house like you can't and that's just the truth like straight up if someone wants to right. die from drugs they're just gonna die from drugs like and i'm not i'm not saying I'm, i wouldn't help or i wouldn't do anything but that's flat out how it is yeah well it's not that they want to die from drugs it's well, that they're, they're just fucking they only want to feel from drugs that's it. Yeah. Like, they're like, Our oh, well, this what is the, only... What life, what they've made of their life. Right. You know, so they wake up, they're like, uh, you know. But they're, you can only give them so much help, man. You can only, that's it. Like, you can only, you can be there for them, but you can only, right. I mean, I know a few people. I, mm-hmm. I probably, you know, one hand, but like, you know, there's a few people that I know that are like that. And it's just, yeah. I mean, right? you, don't have, you don't have anything. No, no. <laughs> I but just I thought we were going to fucking talk about me on this one about I, that shit, I think, man. I, I think I think that there is like a um, there there is sort of an underlying problem in our culture, um, you know, not to like overly associate myself with like surfing or anything like that shit that that I'm not like really involved in. But as far as our friends go, hmm. like there there's a line like how much is too much and and which person has crossed that line at which point and really like you know the the thing that that i've had to struggle with or that i think like a lot of people you know surrounded by our friends or our friend types you know our Mm -hmm. our, the types of groups of friends that that we are in is like you have to sort of face yourself when you're asking that question like has this person gone too far well have i been there and at what point did they go too far and am I there now or have I been there or am I going yeah. to get there? Like it, there's a lot of like introspection as, as far as like you really like need to address problems that you, you personally have in order to like sort of decide what that point is where you're going to address it for someone else or to someone else or whatever that is. And, yeah. and that's really fucking hard to do. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's really hard to say like, like, oh, you know, so-and-so has, like, has this problem, and then, okay, I'm going to go tell them that they have this problem, but what happens when they bring up the fact that I was fucking throwing up at 3 o'clock in the afternoon six yeah. weeks ago? Right. Like, right. What, like, which, which, one, of us, which one of us really fucking yeah. has a problem here? Yeah, you yeah. Know? do you think you're better than me? That's or, scary. You know, that's that hurtful, and it's right. it, it's super fucking difficult. Yeah, I think And I that's think not that's... that's not far removed, like, from our, like, our friend group, our, right. like, our culture, the way that. Yeah, surf, I know all, the way that, that I know all yeah, three yeah. of us came up that way. Like, right. Yeah, I and, absolutely and we're all, did. We're, we're doing the same thing that that person. Are we have done on a night? We could be doing that right. same shit with them. But what the thing they, is, any we given stopped Sunday. the next day. Right. right. And they Whereas there, right. so it, it and that's where you have to, um, you know, kind of, kind of figure. But at the same time, you can't stop them. Like I'm not saying you shame them. Like. Right. But you can't. Right. You, it's yeah, just, I don't think anyone's out to man. shame anybody, but it's, you know, I feel like when you have a conversation like this, which I think it's amazing you guys are doing it and sitting down is, okay, how can I, you know, is there 
somehow a, a positive change within the culture or the group that I'm in. Like, can we take this past, you know, today and just kind of be like, hey, has anybody else ever wanted to talk about something? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. how can we start to kind of open up these conversations of, you know, hey, hey, man, I'm worried about you. Mm-hmm. Or do, do you need, I've been there, do you want me to help you find a therapist? Or, right. you know, just to, because it's it's not that there's anything wrong with your culture, it's not that. It's, mm-hmm. is there any way we can improve this? Because here we are at a table, you know, right. three adult guys, only one's been to therapy, one probably should have, I'm not sure yet about, <laughs> <laughs> maybe two, but. <laughs> I know you're being real quiet, Jimmy. What the fuck, man? Uh, I, I think it's not. I mean, I, I think there it's a it's a kind of a twofold problem with, especially with the three of us is, um, like it's not only like this kind of like macho like surf like beachy skateboard you know punk rock sort of culture, mm-hmm. but like there's an over there's an overall male culture right that has been a giant fucking problem for a really long time yeah and um you know a lot of this stuff like a lot of the self-work that i've been doing in the last you know six eight twelve months um and including going to therapy is like trying to address that and and a lot of that goes back to vulnerability and and everything it's just it's hard (laughs) it's I'm fucking white man. Like, let me cry for a while <laughs> about my right. fucking problems. I mean, give me a fucking <laughs> break right now. But, but it is hard. I mean, it's yeah. hard. It's hard as a man like who hasn't had good role models right. and who has never had, you know, a an adequate culture to come up in. You know, since probably the the fifties when things went fucking haywire. Yeah. You know, as far as gender roles and. You know, and, and things are, are, are finally getting, like, equal, but it leaves this whole, like, concept of, like, the adequate male, like, kind of out to dry. And mm-hmm. it's it's really fucking difficult. Yeah. Um, the more you explore it, the more difficult it gets. And, and again, I'm not trying to fucking boo-hoo about being a white male, like, by yeah. any means. But there is, like, there's a, there's a cultural, like stigma about being vulnerable and about asking for help and right. and about being like if you weren't here the three of us would never have this conversation i guarantee you that no right and right. and and, really? and, we have no and as much like as this, i would love to I, feel... I don't think we have man <laughs> maybe i don't you guys i know i i don't know i've talked well, i was gonna about say it. i feel like I, we're... I think we've gotten closer than a lot of people have yeah 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 for yeah. sure like no doubt maybe it's about like it. who, someone you know like other people and i and i fucking I, I fucking love it and i hope we can continue it but, yeah but quite honestly like it's easier to be honest with someone who's trained, uh, someone who's a female, <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's easier to have this conversation because you're here mm-hmm. than it would be without you, quite yeah. honestly. And yeah. that's, that's super that's fucking difficult. key to being a therapist too. Like that's, that's one of the things if you can't open up, you can't. And what you were saying too, like, I feel like everybody has that friend, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That you worry about, right? you know, like there's no, and it like, I guarantee you when I say that, like everybody has that friend, everyone is thinking that friend about, might be listening. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is everyone's what's really sad and shitty is everyone's probably thinking about someone different. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's how many people like, like are out there that not necessarily need help, but it means that if we, us three, are worried about you yeah 
That's not good. <laughs> You're on a list, motherfucker. Like, that's not good. Like, don't, don't let me, don't let Dustin Howard worry about you. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> like, if I'm worried about you, yeah. fucking heed the warning. Right. And get help for sure. I mean, it's super important, you know, like, and it's, it's what you were touching on too, you know, like the whole macho or just the dude thing where it's like, I don't need any help, you know, like, or I'll just surf it out or whatever it yeah, is, you know, like whatever your thing is. People who, you know, I don't, it, I don't even, it's just like a male thing. That's annoying. Sorry guys. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think it's female thing too. I think there's, there's, I think it can be both. I think we'll oh, keep yeah, everything can, bottled up just the same yeah, as men. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I don't, but think what I mean difference. is, is I, just, like, I, I just meant that it's more like, it tends to be more like overly, like culturally acceptable oh, yeah, for right. women. To, well, you had a thing like, on your, they make fun like, oh, women will cry and wife. Whatever, well, she had a thing on her Instagram it. that said, I read a couple of your Instagram posts and one of them said crying is coping. Yeah. You know, like it is that's coping. Really? Sure. What about true. after sex? <laughs> <laughs> Did something hurt, or are you emotionally like Emotional. moved? Still, I didn't, Still think coping. Gonna, I didn't think it was gonna happen that quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Some, sometimes it's just apologizing. Yeah. yeah, it's an apologetic cry, is what it is. Okay, and that shows that I'm not selfish. Okay? But I mean, you'd be surprised how many people come in, and literally, it's been years since they've cried. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know that can become their challenge for the week is if you feel like you need to, let's go ahead and. I'd like. I do it now I'd, more than I, I was did when say, I was young. In I'd my twenties, like I probably didn't, I didn't fucking probably didn't cry from like maybe when my grandma died. Like. From like twenty to like thirty. Yeah, I'd like to challenge myself to stop crying. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's it's it is a weird like now I'm way more comfortable. Maybe there's a hormone imbalance there. (laughs) But when I was young, I didn't. I fucking kept it all. You know what I mean? Like I just because I think, and then you just come to like fuck what fuck it like who cares Mm -hmm. like but when you're when you're young depending but I think like I was shy. Um, which is probably why I drank. Um, and so I would, uh, yeah, I wouldn't fucking ever, like, talk to anyone about anything. Right, you know? right. I'm going to have fun with everyone and be yeah. friends and be cool, but, like, I would never, like... But nothing ever gets deep and serious. Yeah, and that, no that's one exactly ever what I was did getting either. Yeah. I don't think anyone really, like, well... Right. A couple guys, I guess, I guess a little bit, but not really, you know, mm-hmm. maybe here and there. If you got stoned all, enough, you'd be like, man... I think, well, I, I, I mean, remember, I like, think we've kind of been there that, before. Like, yeah. you're creating yeah, a space, right. but you know. When, when you're right. young, and we didn't even meet until we were kind of older either, yeah, so... So, so I, I mean, I think we've kind of been there, but it's it's super yeah, like rare. 30, like, like yeah, over the ten years, yeah. But right. but like in your twenties, like I think a couple like with with Frank and those guys and Brendan, like so sometimes oh, yeah. they would get all drunk and emotional, and, and then it was get sad. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'd like cry like because they're sad or something. But like about having heart attacks or whatever the fuck oh, they, they cry were the about. Best. But, <laughs> oh uh, god, they were. So and awesome. it wasn't all the time. It was like a couple times. Right, right. But uh, yeah, I think when you're that young, you just you just keep it all in for whatever reason or not right. maybe not everyone but i feel like all most <clears throat> men in their to their 20s yeah. well yeah i think you're trying to you're still prove finding your something. identity yeah, yeah. you're like exactly. shit i'm not trying to let anything out yeah you know yeah. like i i don't know it's weird right you just yeah you just cry alone while you're masturbating. No, I never cried. I didn't even, I didn't even cry. I just... A sad masturbation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gotta know if it's lubrication. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
Damn it, man. All right. So should we wrap it up? It's been an hour and a half. It's a pretty good hour and a half. I know. We got to have you back on. Edit some of that out. (laughs) Yeah, we got. We almost got where you know. No, I think I bought myself a couple more days. This this can be a two part. (laughs) Yeah, we could do another one. I can do another one for sure. I can keep talking. So, uh, is your uh, is your practice smoking? No, I might cut this one in half. And no, 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 it's good. No, you're coming back. I'm never coming back. You're definitely coming back. (laughs) So, is your practice local? Where's where's your practice? So my private practice is located in Largo, over kind of near Bel Air area. Um, mm. It's uh, if you want to follow me, I'm at, at Golfside Counseling, like Gulf of Mexico, um, and my website GolfSideCounseling.com. Um, I see a lot of um, a lot of moms, women, teens, some couples, um, adults, you know, here and there. I'm kind of a generalist, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to niche a little bit more um, with pregnant women, but I I love having these types of conversations. I want to normalize mental health as yeah. much as possible, Absolutely. and that's yep. that's kind of where that last question um, I was circling back around to is because I think when you open up this conversation, you can always take it one step more. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just kind of like connecting with your friends or your friend group and just saying, hey, we had this conversation and I want y'all to know that I I care and I'm here for you guys, you know, and you might be surprised at who will take you up on, yeah, I I have been wanting to talk to somebody about this. And if it's past what you can handle, hey, you know, maybe see a therapist, therapist, you know what I mean? Like. don't try and be tougher yeah. than you think you are, motherfucker. <laughs> Open up a little bit. <laughs> You're hiding in plain sight. Like, Jesus, Jimmy, are we in a moment right now? Right. You good? You all right? No, yeah, yeah. I, was, no, I was laughing. In my head. I have to keep my mouth open. Uh, yeah, totally. I, I was, was laughing. I think he almost did go a little no, deep for I was, I was a second say when he was talking about being shy. That's oh, what it was. The list of people what? Nothing. All right. The li- Her Nothing. list of people that she sees is similar to your porn search. Oh, my <laughs> Moms, teens, pregnant women that's all is that not cool to say midgets that's not no, that's, that's not, cool. not pc okay. anymore Sorry. next time yeah. call me you guys are coming on me I'll, I'll all right cool that. well let's wrap it up well, thank I, you guys I, lo- I love you guys and i'm here for you guys oh, i love you too i'm so here for sweet. you too don't yeah all right, don't, goodbye get, don't vulnerable. Such a get vulnerable i love you guys too yeah get vulnerable Thank you, everybody, for listening. I want to thank our sponsors, Logic, Tetra Blend Coffee, SubSafe, and Saltwater Hippie. Have a great week.